Most golfers would like to be able to play where the pros play. Sadly, we're not going to get on the PGA Tour, not with our skill set. However, you can still play where the pros have played if you put a bit of time and effort into it. This podcast tells you how to follow in the footsteps of giants. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of In the Footsteps of Giants. For us, well, it's a slightly special episode because tonight, this is episode number 50. And uh, from what seemed like a bit of a mad idea pitched to my golfing partner and pal, Des, also known as Legendary McRibs, Mm -hmm. uh, on a cold evening in pre-pandemic 2020, we went on, we established the ItFog studio, we recorded our early episodes, learning as we kind of went along, as most of any of you who have been listeners to the podcast have probably realized by now, uh, negotiating the editing and uploading processes, and finally attempting to get the podcast listened to by fellow golfers. We released our first episode in September 2020, and that pilot episode remains our most downloaded episode of all time. Suppose we should thank our family and friends for that one because yes, they, they, they started us off and they listened. But uh, since then, we've, uh, we've built a listener base in some 25 countries. Even though we believe some of those countries, it's the security services are actually listening. <laughs> That's the only viable explanation for the downloads. So tonight, episode 50 is entitled Two Men and an Unexpected Half Century. And uh, I'm going to, in a split second, I'm going to welcome back Ah. (laughs) the man who's been missing, certainly since St. Patrick's Day, Lost. Mike, well done. Oh, me, oh, me. Lost in action. Yes. Lost in action as you you went. (laughs) And I mean, the listeners can't see me, but I am dancing as we speak. You know, he is he is in many ways like a large leprechaun. Hey. <laughs> you know, and there he is. So, welcome back to uh, my uh, long-suffering golf and podcast partner, Des. Thank you, Thor. Thank you, Thor. Yes, yes. 50 episodes, nearly two years. Feels like 20 years, but come on, let's go for another one. <laughs> well, I know you've referred to me as Thor tonight, but tonight I view you as Des. You are Albert to my Batman. Oh, okay. And yeah. <laughs> that enables us to also welcome back to the podcast young Mike, who is our boy wonder, more like a very enthusiastic Robin. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> you ready to show your knowledge off again, Mike? I hope so. I hope so. Congratulations on uh, such a milestone, gents. Thank you. Thank you. And they said it would never last. No. All those doubters who actually yeah. thought that maybe, you know, we weren't. And, and really, because there's nothing really has happened in the golfing world, really, in that. Oh, no, uh, oh, maybe there has uh, over the last year and a half. Qu- yeah, quite, yeah. quite a lot. Okay. Quite a lot yeah. is actually... I wonder uh, what we'll be talking about tonight. Oh, there'll it? be lots of things we will yeah, talk about tonight, yeah. Des. Okay. And in fact, in those early days, we, we actually almost had a script. We kind of knew exactly where we might go because we yeah. kind of weren't really very confident that we could no, actually no. Mm-hmm. fill the time slot. We weren't clever. And now, sadly, as the listeners have discovered, we're overly confident that yes, we can fill yes, the time yes. slot. <laughs> But, Even bring uh, in young bucks, you know. 
Do you know what? Uh, I lo- I looked at it, and when when he offered to sign his contract for free, that was mm, it. He mm, was in. Yeah, he was swung in. it. Yes, he's in. Anyway, tonight we are recording in the Scheffler Suite. By the way, this is one of our newest suites. I know it doesn't look like it. It looks a lot older than that, <laughs> but it is actually one of our newer suites here. It's a, it's a slight testament to the new world number one, yeah, who has yeah. just won three out of five tournaments, uh, and that's Scotty Scheffler. Hot, hot, hot poppy. Now, that's where we're going to start tonight. Obviously, he's the hottest golfer on the planet right now, but is he truly world number one? Arithmetically, yes. Yes, yes of course. But yes. where do you sit on this? Is he is he your world number one? Well, we'll go back to he, he's he's been he's been trending um, very much. So um, I was just saying there before we came on. I was reading a, a tweet uh, from Kyle Porter, and he said, "If you cast your mind back six weeks ago, Scotty Scheffler had zero wins in seventy PGA starts. He had won eight point seven million dollars and was world number fourteen. Mm-hmm. End of this week, sorry, end of last week, three wins in seventy five PGA starts." million and world number one. So an awful lot can change in six weeks' time. I mean, it's funny. Did you even know about this guy six months ago? Yes, Uh, because of the Ryder Cup. And he put a very strong performance in the Ryder Cup. But up until that point, because he wasn't winning tournaments, we weren't actually talking about him to the same extent. But just suddenly, now, is it coincidental He's got a new caddy on the bag who's a very capable guy with yeah. majors experience and was Bubba's caddy for 15 years, I think it was. Yeah. And that uh, Scotty Scheffler persuaded him to come out of retirement to, to come back out and, and they've started winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's, I think we, we discussed uh, Scotty Scheffler and his uh, in, uh, imperial ball striking last week. Isn't that right, Morton? <laughs> imperial. Im- That's right, imperial. Imperial. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> the word yeah. is imperious, and as yes. I pointed out before, I can't let these things no, go. No, Martin someone, would never someone, let them go. No, believe me. Definitely not. Yeah. Someone has to maintain the standards of this broadcast. Yeah. I know, Des, you're never going to stand up for the Queen's no, English. No, possibly but, not. But, <laughs> but I certainly am. But you know, we, we were saying, and that, that's where he sort of came on, on my radar, Des, is the, the, the Ryder Cup. And yeah. He, he just he was phenomenal, and he was starting to get into the right sort of momentum in tournament weeks and uh, and things. So it doesn't feel like world number one. No, it no. doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't feel like world number no, one. It doesn't sound true, you know. Oh, he's number one, um, and you'd have to think a wee bit about it. And then Sheffield was only go, last night. I know, how, well, how I know, bad is I your know. memory? Oh, <laughs> you but, know, uh, we are now at the stage where you know it is John Ram. <clears throat> has actually stopped looking like world number one for the last few weeks yeah. because his putting has disappeared. Yeah, big time. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he's still got a great... Well, when I say he's got a great swing, he's definitely got an interesting swing, and they keep saying how little can go wrong with it because it's such a short backswing. Yeah. But his putting is just not there at the moment. And it's a bit yeah. like Justin Thomas, who's striking the ball, in my opinion, as well, if not better than almost anybody. And at the moment, his putting's not there. Yeah. Yeah, but with the these guys in particular, like ourselves, it's one week the driving's on or it's off, and and same with it. But we never seem to have a sort of a, a a sweet spot where it all sort of comes together. And I think like for me, you know, Scheffler, yes, he's won three in the last five starts. John Ram has been consistent for 
the last number of years and different things. So for him to sort of leapfrog um, so quickly. Well, big, there's a quick question for Mike here in, in what okay. he's saying. There's only two men in the last 20 years have actually achieved the Tiger Slam. Yep. Tiger Woods is obviously one of them. Mm-hmm. Who's the other one? Oh, mm, oh he's look, t- I don't like the look on his face there. Tiger Slam. Yeah. Meaning you, you've won four in a row, but yeah. not necessarily in the same calendar year. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Spieth? Nope. And the answer is the legendary Des <laughs> <Des> Tuchel, <laughs> who, who won all four Renegade Players Tour majors. That yeah. was a stitch up. It was. It was. In, in but thank you for bringing that up, Martin. Thank I, you. I just thought I'd throw that in there because, you know, these sort of players that get on a hot streak. Yes, yes. Uh, Des got on a really hot streak one year and, uh-huh, and drifted uh-huh. into the next. It was. Do you, do you know what was interesting? We're talking about Scotty Scheffler and, and, and who, who heard about him, okay, a year ago. And... You know, how long will he be at number one, I think, is a big question as well. You know, there's he's taken over Ram, who was 30-odd weeks, who took over Dustin Johnson, who was 30, 40 weeks. I don't see, and I'll put that out here and I'll probably make myself look silly, but I, I don't see Scheffler being uh, world number one uh, at the end of the year. There. Well, what that, do you yeah. think? that's a, a, predi- a prediction. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a prediction. Yeah. I nearly said projection, but that would have been wrong, Michael. Yeah. Well, um, just, <laughs> but, could I, just as a talking titbit, could I uh, ask, you know, we're talking about people who don't know uh, names. Uh, did you hear about, uh, it was a US-based journalist suggested that DJ wouldn't even know who Richard Bland was when he walks onto the tee. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. and in fact, got, oh. interestingly, that that's part of my uh, WGC talking points. But it's a very it's good, a good point. one. It's a member of the guy called Joel Beale. He um, he works, uh, I think, at Golf Digest, and he tweeted that uh, there's an eighty percent chance that DJ looked at Richard Bland and thinks hmm, that that an Austin County Club member has accidentally walked onto the first tee, <laughs> <laughs> and Richard Bland would be told. Sorry, mate, we're playing a tournament here today. <laughs> the interesting thing about that is UK Twitter went absolutely mental. Absolutely. Led, by, led by Lee Westwood. Correct. Yeah. And Lee Westwood was so vocal that he was blocked by uh, by the guy. Right. He Which he did. Earth. Earth. Something that yeah. he was proud of as he, as he showed Twitter. <laughs> yeah, well, I, again, that that's the sort of thing that um, there's an awful lot of backlash to that is that uh, Lee Westwood wants to get certain things you know, into the background uh-huh. and, and like NDAs and stuff for, for, <laughs> of course, for, for of playing course, with his mates yeah. in Saudi and, and stuff. But I mean, Richard Bland, he's, he's ranked uh, 60th, you know, and he, 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 he was officially the oldest player to get into the last 16 of the WGC. So, you know, <laughs> I did think that was quite a silly comment. No, yeah. Well, no, I think, and, and I mean, this is the thing where I'm actually taking the side bizarrely of the American journalist. I was going, the joke is at DJ's expense. The DJ is yeah. so well out of touch with him. Did you not see him actually on television? They asked him, they said, how do you feel about playing Richard Bland tomorrow in the, in the round of 16? And he goes, what do, you, what do you know about Richard's game? And he goes, um, I think I maybe uh, I might have played with him once. You don't know who he is. Yeah. It was painfully no, obvious. No, Dustin Johnson is in Spanish, make sure. He's <laughs> right, but, but you're, right. No. you're right. You're right. But look, hold on. I shouldn't do your he, accent no, the way you do it so well. He, he, he beat Westwood and Bryson in his group, you know. Yeah. And, you know oh. Well, no, he drew with Bryson. Okay, well, well he, he topped the group. He topped yeah, the group, yes, Absol- yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. He did uh-huh. He did top the group. 
Um, but uh, very interesting. Well, going going back to your Scotty Scheffler point, and I've jumped ahead in my notes as well because uh-huh. you, of the very point you've raised, which is Scotty Scheffler has been world number one as we record this for one day. Yeah. Okay. Only four players, and this was my poser for the end of the mm-hmm. pod tonight, but I'm throwing it in early just to show people that we, you know, we can be spontaneous. Yeah. Uh, we, we can actually okay. react to what's happening. Yeah. Um, there's only four players who have held the number one slot for more than 100 weeks. Now, that's in total, oh, right. not even consecutively, in total. In total. Yeah. So who are the four players... Well, I think we could put Tiger have, right there. ...who have held it for over 100 weeks? Tiger. Tiger leads at 683 yeah. weeks. Jack. Jack, I was going to say. Jack must nope. be... No, no. They, they oh. weren't doing these sort of rankings, oh. I think, in his... Oh, all right, right, right. His right. time, so it's not 100 Jack. 100 weeks. Oh. And it's not DJ and it's not John Ram. That's because I've eliminated them already. Luke Donald? Nope. Uh, uh, Bernard? Nope. Seve. Seve must be there. Nope. You're wrong at this point because Dustin Johnson is in third place at 135. Oh, is he? All right, okay. Dustin Johnson's third at 135. Yeah. So uh, fourth at 108. Go on, give me the nationality. He's from here. Oh, great. Rory McIlroy. Rory. Rory. Who were you about <laughs> to say? I was going to say Christy. <laughs> Chris, Christy Moore. <laughs> how on earth? I know how we to should be ashamed of ourselves. We should be ashamed of ourselves. 108. Uh, so, sorry, 106. I said 108. It's 106 weeks. Uh, Rory was okay. at world number one. And the person who's in second place at 331 weeks. Is he, is he American? He's Australian. Oh, uh, not uh, Jason. No, no, no. Our no. good friends. Our very good friends. Oh, Greg. 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 In the time. Do you know, just even as I was listening to your podcast, uh, your last Well, it's podcast, still your podcast yes, as well. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. You but just I, weren't I, on like, it. I think there's times that yourself and Mike own a podcast. <laughs> I was then just <laughs> realising... We're going to do, do a spin-off podcast. There's, there's one, there's, there's one <laughs> thing... Called Im- Imperious Ball Striking by Marty and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing I know that I have and that you two do not have. Oh. And that is a selfie with Greg. That I have. Uh, and Martin, you'll remember we went to a nice 40th birthday party over at Turnbury for yes. a young pup called Scotty. I didn't. I oh, did didn't. you not go? Okay. No, my, my son yeah. was playing uh, Ulster under-20s okay. rugby, and I, I missed that event. And uh, we were we were actually, it was the Sunday we were leaving, and we were running, myself and Slap, we were running through the clubhouse to go out to the car park, and there in, in walks Greg Norman. And, of course, Slap being Slap with, uh, as you know, with Pinar, when he grabbed him at the airport to get a selfie, he grabs Greg, and he says, go, oh, Greg, any chance? And he, he throws his good lady to the camera and says, right, Greg, take it. So uh, there was the three of us. Uh, was it? What was he? Was he dead on? Nice Oh, guy, he was. Yeah. Like, this is going back uh, nearly 20 years. Not 20 years, but nearly 20 years. So uh, Greg was a bit of a star then, you know. Yeah, that's good. He was. Do you know, the, the funny thing is, the first time I stood next to Greg Norman, when I say the first time, I believe it's the only time I've ever stood next <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. But we went to the Irish Open uh, down uh-huh. at Mount Juliet, mm-hmm. and Greg Norman was playing. And we we were waiting to try and get a photograph at the end, and I, and I stood next to him. He was astoundingly small. Oh, really? He's he's about five foot nine, yeah, he's five very foot thin ten as well. But thin as a rake. Yes, really. Yes. And you know, on TV, you always assumed he was quite a big guy. Yeah, he looks like but he's got stature. Faldo is a big guy, yeah. but Greg Norman's not really that big. 
And uh, it was it was really quite uh, entertaining. Now, the second time we met him, Des, oh. or in fact, in your case, was the first time you met him because that mm. predated uh, Scotty's uh, birthday party. Go on, educate me. At the World Golf Hall oh, of Fame in 2001 Florida. when we gate-crashed it. That's right. The <laughs> event one night, the, the six of us, and Greg Norman was the inductee. That's right. And that's right. I always remember him saying that his original golf instructor said, Greg, let's not worry about exactly where you hit it. Get up there, hit it as hard as you can, go find it. And hit it again. Yeah, brilliant. and that was the this the starting point. And who was he inducted by that night? Who gave the speech ahead of him inducting him? His very <laughs> good friend. Now that would be a small circle, oh. but his yes. very good friend Steve Elkington. Oh yeah, oh. I knew that. I know you did. I could see it. I could see it in your eyes across the studio. The yeah. Scheffler suite people isn't that big, and we can actually see the whites yeah. of his eyes as he as he panics. Yes. But anyway, going back to the World Golf Championship uh, at the Austin Country Club, Richard Bland wins his group but loses to DJ in the round of sixteen. Once DJ worked out who he was, mm-hmm. has that has that defeat cost him a trip to the Masters? He has to. He's in the field this week. Yes, um, at the Valero. He has to do I, well. I appreciate that, but I think yep. he has to do pretty well. He has to. He has to be up there. Whereas I think if he'd got to the, they were talking about if he'd got through to I think the last eight. Yes, he might have. Right. He might have got. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't it be nice? And I'm just putting this out there. And and this. So about, was Blandy. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice if Augusta just went? Do you know what? This boy's kind of earned his stripes. Why not give him a run round? You, yeah, he. To be fair to him, I, I think he deserves it, and he wasn't behind the door and in, in uh, putting it out there in his uh, post-match interview. Just to say, it would mm-hmm. be lovely if I were to get a, a nice yes. letter from yeah. <laughs> the chairman. I, I know we we still haven't got our invite to go and broadcast though from no, the Masters. So no, no. they're not that quick about getting stuff quick. out. They're we're going to have a problem getting Could everything still be organised. Yeah. 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 yeah, I have a lot of cables to pack. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Corey Connors. Consolation match with DJ. Now, by the way, there was a great tweet went out, and it was DJ talking to an official, and the, somebody you know captioned it with DJ saying to the official, "Look, we've agreed to split the first seventeen holes. Can we tee off at eighteen? And you know, the consolation match. Were you even mildly interested in it because no. DJ wasn't? No, no, it was pretty. It was pretty dour as well. To be yeah. fair, though. But the other thing I thought, and you just sort of you touched a little bit on it there, was that people at the match play at that match play were wondering uh, what was on Poulter and Matt Fitzpatrick's headgear throughout the second and third rounds. Oh yeah, yeah did was, you know that? Uh, yeah, it was revealed it was the a microphone for the Netflix upcoming documentaries. That is a good point. It, yes, yes. Uh, we queried that on Matt Fitzpatrick's hat. Uh-huh. He had his on his it. hat. Right. Right. Sort of Poulter. Uh, but apparently, and we've never noticed this before, that they said they started this at the Hero Challenge in, in December, and, and, and they will have it all through all four majors. I didn't pick so, up on that yeah, at all. No, nobody did. Uh, well, I hope so, the microphone does. Because yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, otherwise it'll be a bit pointless. I think, I think people will be looking at a lot of headgear now. Uh, but that's going to be interesting now with Netflix It is, but I involved. mean, actually there's um, more and more. I mean, the apologies are coming thick and fast from Sky Sports, where, I, where I'm watching the bulk of the yeah, golf, yeah. Uh, in connection with uh, players' language, yeah. of course. We always assumed that they were really 
pretty careful out yeah. there. I think the more microphones they put around the place, the more we're finding out that they're <laughs> just like yeah. us on the yes. golf course, that every so often the frustration does get to them. Totally. And, and then, of course, the fines. I think you educated me. What are they, $10,000? I, I think it's, yeah, it's $10,000 for yeah. each indiscretion. Yes, goodness, you, you, mate. You'd lose the house. Or? I would. I'd be gone a by long the time ninth. ago, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You'd Absolutely. lose the house by the ninth. <laughs> but anyway, oh. quick query, because I'm, I'm a bit old school with mm-hmm. regard to certain aspects of golf uh, and all the rest of it. Should Kevin Kisner be fined not for chewing tobacco? Because, uh-huh. you know, because that's an American thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he hawks it, spits <laughs> off the side of every green. Yeah. And they caught it so many times. And I was going... That's yeah. just mm, not mm. D- DJ's not not great. No, that correct. Yeah, uh, there's a few, and one of them is definitely DJ's. Loves yeah. to take a little bit of himself out onto the course. Yes, <laughs> that's the one way to put it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like the old footballers. You know, they always get caught sort of uh, cleaning their nose in the middle of the football pitch yeah. on TV, and you think, oh god, my yeah. wife would just cringe at it. You know, no, it's not. It's not. I agree, Martin, and, and it's not like me, but I yeah. I actually agree with your South Belfast view on this. Did the world match play? actually grab your attention or in real terms was it a bit dull i am gonna say i found it a bit dull i think the course was great i think would that course not be yes. great for a standard tournament where players Very are having so. yep. to actually play yep. a lot more carefully that yeah. course was playing really difficult some fantastic yeah. angles that you were seeing and the tv coverage was great exactly it's just the tournament but was I a bit dull. We, yeah. I even remember, uh, and this is how many episodes we have done, Martin, we were talking about this last year, and we were talking about will the match play still stay in, in, in the schedule, you know, because is it, it's, 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 it's hard 64. to watch. Yeah, but it yeah. is hard to watch at times. And, and and you think, like, it's the only competition that is match play on on, on the annual uh, tour, but I, I agree with you, it's sometimes hard to watch. Well, yeah. they're, they're making it five days. Yeah. And, yep. you know, they're having to play seven rounds. Would you not rather have the top 124 players? But if you make it in, number 124 plays number one. Mm-hmm. Number two plays 123. You know, yeah, they, they, they like tailor that. it yeah. like that. Yeah. And then they redraw it again so that number one plays again or you go to a random draw yeah. at that next stage. Do you know what I think would be good? A doubles scramble. Yeah. Would be good. That would be interesting watching. Uh, well, there and is a, watch, there, watching Bryson I'm break his sh- back again. Yeah. There Hold is a first. pairs tournament coming up where Victor Hovland has paired with Colin Morikawa. Okay. Oh, really? For, you know the one at the towards the back end of the year, the Zurich or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hovland and Morikawa. Yeah. Although, having said that. But do, well, Colin, sorry for jumping across you no, there. Does no, Colin Morikawa got a... Uh, a, a nice dog uh, license this week, didn't he? He did. He did. He did. Absolutely, absolutely. Now the thing about it is, and I don't know why this is, but it it works in the Ryder Cup. I mean, the Ryder Cup obviously is is, is very very much more important. But yeah, I I don't know. Like that, I felt it starts on a Wednesday, ends on a Sunday. Those guys are pretty punch drunk at the end. Scheffler play, played one hundred and thirty eight holes. Yeah. 
I felt pretty pronounced drunk at the end yeah. of it. Look, I, I think it's a fantastic course. I think the, the the sheer degree of 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 shot optionality that they had to go into was was great. So kudos kudos to the to the course. I think it, I think it plays really really well. I think the genesis of of SGL and PGL has started the same way that we're talking about here yeah. is to go something slightly different yes. as opposed to yes. just four rounds, you know, seventy two holes yeah. or match something different, something a bit different. Not SGL. No. <laughs> I'm no. hasting the odds. No, no, no. And actually, interestingly, we talk a lot about that course. I only discovered this weekend it's a peak die course. I'd never realized oh, really? it's a peak die course. And right. the more you look at it, you go, ah, I can see all of the things yeah. he loves to do. Is that perhaps uh, why Mr. McElroy isn't there? He's not a, he's not a, a, a big favorite of a big Mr. fan Dye. of, yeah. of, of no. Pete Dye's. Okay. I, I don't know, but that golf course visually is is fantastic, and that bridge in the background, what a stunning vista! Yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah. that's a golf course I actually want to go and play. Agreed. It's yes, one we haven't yes. added as to yep. our list, Correct. and Correct. Uh, certainly, you know, <clears throat> given the opportunity. The other thing is the the, the basis of sort of the game, the match play game, does inspire a few people and I thought Bryson you know I'm, I'm talking about them going for it you know and, and, and I heard that Kepka hit a 441 yard drive which is crazy only to be topped by Dustin I think the day before when he had 442 yards yeah and Martin can I bring up the word bifurcation again before you <laughs> well before I you get to that how can you top something the day before well okay uh, if, if, if you, do, I'm just if you do pointing no out. no you do rewind on on the TV oh right okay yeah, that's you how you do it okay, right, okay. Yeah, yeah so he thinks he's smart Mike you know but uh, no uh, bifurcation Martin did that have come into play this week? No. Or last week? I actually think mm. the angles this week, uh, I mean, if the fact, if you think that Kevin Kissner made the final. Mm. It's a very valid point. Yeah. You know, the course yeah. was firm and fast. The further you hit it, the more trouble you frequently got yourself into. Yes, a few people hit spectacularly long yeah. shots that yeah. they got away with. But there were a lot of people who hit themselves right into trouble. Did you not see Brooks Kepka? I mean, okay, not a, a drive as such. He hit an eight iron that hit a set of steps and yeah. flew back. About 35, 40 yards into an impossible position. It was a, it's a well set up golf course and it's a difficult golf course. I would actually be fascinated to watch a stroke play event at it with those conditions on the ground. Well, just go, can I go off on a slight side here? Um, Bryson? A digression. A a transgression. Let's transgress. Was Bryson being a little cagey, a little, a little careful? Tentative for the old wrist. Uh, Was he? And back? Quite possibly. I was only watching him, I only watched the first game we had, but I thought he was, he wasn't the full 100% Bryson swing. Actually, interestingly, if you listen to the No Laying Up podcast, which covers the WGC over the weekend, they're saying they don't think he's well. They think he's actually lost some of the weight. He's he's not mm-hmm. strong at the moment. His his legs look yeah. a bit weak, yeah. and that, I would that actually he put on so much muscle, so much weight, to mm. train so hard, and then suddenly isn't, and all the rest of it. They think he's actually having a few problems. Which, by the way, is no different. We we have described the science project as exactly yeah. that, oh, and, of course. and yeah. you know. The, the very thing about a science project is you, you sometimes can predict what was going to happen. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes things you don't predict happen. I, I'm just wondering, is his body, and we've said it before, yeah. I think his body is rebelling to what he's done to it. It has to be. It has yeah. to be. And I think he could have been told, look, just 
Just Arlo go Park. back to 90%, yeah. maybe, you know, because if you keep at this, it's not going to last. I have a set yeah. of stats somewhere that shows Bryson's uh, statistics pre-bulking up and post-bulking up <clears> and <throat> yardage and everything else. Yes, the yardage is up, but his win ratio is not up. His greens or his fairways hit ratio isn't up. His greens mm-hmm. and regulation isn't up. The the stats are very, very similar pre and post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got something like three wins or four wins pre and three or four wins post. You know, it, it's it's not no. working spectacularly no, yeah. well, making him unbelievable. Yeah. No, and I think, as you say, Mike, that's the tentative Bryson I think yeah. we're going to see now for the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, I hope he uh, just gets it out of his system because he, he is like, yeah. I, I know he. You know, he'd pinch of salt with, with Bryson, but he's a phenomenal golfer, and and golf's golf's all the better for having him in terms of, of how how much of a competitor is and and, and how good he is. Um, so hope, hopefully he dials it back. He gets back into a bit of form. And I, I is his, is his two hundred million deal with Saudi still going to be on? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got they've got Phil's money to play with. Well, <laughs> You know, uh, you know, you, you can't you can't uh, spend money if you've no hands to reach into your pocket to well get a here, wallet. What about let's let's uh, <laughs> mm, oh dear, that's not good. That's not good. Well, uh, what about what about you and Murray giving off about Henrik Stenson, elected Ryder Cup captain? I didn't hear that. Didn't oh, did hear you hear that? that? Either, oh, no. yeah, it's not like you and at all. No, no, no. But he was. Um, uh, because of his appointment as Ryder Cup team captain, as we all know, uh, he was he was linked to the Saudi League at the start of the year with a thirty million uh, dollar yeah. deal, uh, and Ewan was sort of oh well you know, but it's, it seems the deal is now off the table as Henrik has uh, stated you know due to him being uh, fixated on the captaincy yeah. now because I heard this that the DP World Tour reached out to the Stenson and sort of said that you know it it wouldn't it wouldn't be. Uh, we wouldn't look upon this favorably mm-hmm. uh, in yes, the context yes, of your yes. captaincy, and I think didn't he, he signed a, a contract with DP World Tour for a couple of years or something or other? He, he, yes, I mean he really he, he knocked the Saudi thing on the head, you know, with the, the rumors over it. You, do you know there was three others in the running for the captaincy? I haven't yeah. followed it that no, closely. Okay, well the one that was was a bit miffed, let's say, was Luke. McDonald, oh. because he really thought he was going to get it, and he came out and sort of said he was really, really disappointed yeah. in, in, in a stern voice. And uh, can Luke Donald can, do a stern voice? I was just about to say, can well, he do a stern well, voice? He must have been angry because <laughs> he did do a stern voice. And the other two were that were into the running was Robert Carlson, okay, and Paul Laurie. But uh, but look look is hoping he'll be next time. Oh, to be honest, really the most inspiring bunch. Of no, I, 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 say, I think they've picked the best, of <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the best of the bunch. I yeah. mean, Luke Donald's a, a thunderingly nice chap. Uh-huh. Um, Carlson, I wouldn't couldn't tell you what he sounds like because no, I mean, apart from watching no. his golf swing over the years, and Paul Laurie's a quiet temperament as well, isn't he? Yeah, and he doesn't even have a brilliant Ryder Cup record, no, does he? No. So, I mean, again, you're missing out a couple of very obvious ones who are probably not going to play again yeah. in very mm-hmm. clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, weren't in the running uh, Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter, yeah. uh, who yeah. you would have felt yeah. would oh, both be, be in, in, well in, in the running. In, in yep. the situ- well, they, you think that until you see if they actually head off and, and uh, well, to go, pl- go yeah. play. Okay. Well, look, just before we get to our Masters preview... Um, we're going to do a little bit, uh, just something that's a little self-indulgent for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. It's very unlike us on this podcast at all. to have any sort of self-indulgence. But tonight, 
Uh, we have quite a lot of new listeners who have joined us over recent months. Okay. Haven't been with us since the start, but, but are starting to, to come in. And we'd like to thank people like uh, Sam Harrop uh, for coming on uh, mm-hmm. the podcast, who, who certainly boosted our, our numbers. And one or two of our other guests that have come on have been sort of quite, well, certainly have boosted numbers of individual downloads. And then some listeners have stayed around, which is great. I've picked out what I think are six good episodes for uh, newer listeners to go back through the back catalogue. Because this being episode 50, we've actually got quite a lot yeah. Uh, yeah. of episodes. So I'm, I'm going to go back uh, initially to uh, Two Men and a Big Ocean, which covered uh, our first trip to the United States of America in 2000, Scotty's Millennium Tour. Mm-hmm. The excitement we all felt with our first chance to go and play some of the courses the pros have played in the United States of yeah. America which culminated in, in TPC Sawgrass, which any listener to this podcast knows that we have waxed lyrical about on so many occasions. So that's that's not a bad one to get into mm-hmm. for the talking about touring with your mates and, and trying to find yes. ways to go yes. and do something. Well, I'll put aside on that one. I think one of our best, and maybe I know you're asking me to select one, but we did have a trilogy with South Africa. And, uh, I mean, I think those were very, <laughs> very good yeah. and uh, fantastic. I think we've, we've, we've come out and said that it probably has been our best destination. Uh, not Maybe not the golf courses, I know you're going to say, Martin, but uh, definitely South Africa. Was it's it's one of the great tours. Yes, and, I yes. mean, it, it was a tour that was impossible to fault from start to finish, yeah, yeah. other than the condition of some of the golf courses. <laughs> but the actual... People and places and scenery and yeah. everything that went with that tour yeah. was absolutely the animals, fantastic. The birds, oh, stunning! The, the jacaranda tree. Oh, I know he's goodness. off. We're we're almost right back there in the pilot yeah. episode yeah. Where, yeah, where, where, where we yeah. talked about it. No, but a fabulous country. Okay, I'd also like to highlight two men and a town called Sheboygan. Yeah, <laughs> I had that one. down as well. Yeah. I I have to say, of all the episodes I've ever done. Uh, I, I've rarely laughed as much personally doing it. Now, that's very sad because uh, we're laughing at uh-huh. some of our own, but the memories from that particular yes. trip and uh, with our mate I mean, t- We have TD. put that town on the on the map, well, Sheboygan. I mean, Sheboygan. And, and Three Sheep Spear is yeah. on the map. Oh, Three yeah. Sheep Spear. Still, <laughs> what did still you think like, of that, Martin? was good. <laughs> it's still one of my favourite stories is, is, yeah. is, is TD telling the story yeah. of, as the locals said, you should try our best beer, Three Sheeps. And he goes, uh, <laughs> the plural of sheep is sheep. <laughs> and he said, to, to his disgust, they just said, well, we want to want to talk to Marty now. Yeah. <laughs> we're Marty, not interested Marty in or, orders his three oranges. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really good fun. Uh, another episode I really enjoyed researching and doing actually was an episode we co- did uh, called Two Men and a Risque Challenge, where Des has yet to actually take up uh, the challenge, which was to go and play at the naturist colony. Uh, yes. And, and actually... <laughs> well, I'm very keen to do it, but just my wife is sort of not really coming in with me on this one. <laughs> well, no. And again, uh, you know, it's, again, I think you're, it's going to take an awful lot of suntan oil. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> and, yes. Okay. No, let's, let's carry on. On a more serious note, one of our best guests was a guy called John Bamber, who came uh-huh. in and yeah, did so. uh, a, a double yes. special for us for uh, last summer. Or the, uh, the and open it was at all Boy about Crush. the yes. 2019 yes. Open. He had been the championship director at uh, Royal Portrush. 
absolutely fantastic. The, the listener numbers on that and the number of yeah, people who've come yeah, back and yeah. commented on that. So his that his episode, yeah. if you're interested in what it takes to be involved in a pro tournament, yeah. Yeah. that was a really, really... Be involved with the Open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, I mean, that was a 10-year process. Yeah, it was... That was, that was, that was it's, it, I put it on here as my number one. Which part? Part one or part two, Michael? Part one and two as, 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 as my favourite podcast that you guys uh, had done. And it's um, at that particular point because just listening to, to, to John go through it and the minutiae and the granularity yeah, yeah. and the attention to detail that that, oh, that, the that man had, he had was to. fantastic. Yeah, that might have worked brilliant. It, fantastic. Well, then the night he sat in here with his notes and, and chatted to us, and I mean, I edited that down, that total... Uh, two-part podcast comes in at just shy of two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I edited that down from about three and a quarter hours. I mean, of the amount of information that he shared yeah. with us, which was absolutely phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. Definitely worth it. Well, can I just say that one of our other guests was one of my favorites? And he, of course, he was a caddy. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And that would be two men and a caddying legend with uh, David McNeely. He, he was very, and I mean, we had the joy of playing a game of golf with him before we pulled him into the, the room at Royal Belfast. I think we just asked him to come into okay, the room. Okay. <laughs> it it does sound was, a bit Northern Ireland when you say we. And, <laughs> I mean, the stories that we didn't put on. Uh, there were some very, good, were some stories very good stories that didn't make the final uh, podcast. And, and but I mean, he's been caddying for so long and he had so many stories. I'm sure. He was, he was excellent, yeah. And the final one that I'm actually going to put out there, because he has been a friend of the show for quite some time now, and he's certainly very kindly let us use uh, several musical tracks of his, uh-huh. but that's two men and a songster named Sam. Yeah. And what a thoroughly nice guy. I would have liked, we were a bit tight for time the night we were actually talking to him, but I yeah. have to say he's one of the best follows on Twitter about golf because of the stuff he's, he's putting yes. out there. Yeah, very much And, uh, I mean, a lot of people, and then he suddenly, he got blocked by Phil. That's yeah. right. Literally That's after right. we, we had been talking to him, I don't think it was down to us, but I mean, just literally after we uh-huh. talked to him, Phil blocked him. And, uh, well, along with many other people, I don't think he just picked just on Sam. Um, yeah, yeah. But but that led to a whole splurge because as this whole SGL thing suddenly kicked off, so if you are a new listener to the podcast, those are good episodes, hopefully, to, to let you get a fuller understanding of what we do. Our original idea was to talk about the places we've been and to try and encourage you to go out and play where the pros have played. And it makes watching golf on TV. And you can pick any of the tours, DP World Tour, the PGA Tour, the LPGA Tour, anywhere where you know they're going to play regularly. It's a great opportunity to actually just Go and try and play those courses, and it does make golf watching even better fun. Yeah, yeah. If we move on to one of the best upcoming, one of the best weeks. Now, when we're recording this, we still haven't had the Valero Texas Open. Um, that's that's still to come, but we're bypassing it completely, and we're, we're starting to talk about the 2022 Masters preview. Now, this is quite simply the most iconic annual golf tournament held at the same venue Every year. Okay. Personally, and this is where it's going to get a little bit, uh, you Uh know, controversial, maybe. I think the Open is a better tournament. It frequently provides more excitement, more unpredictability, etc., etc. But April at Augusta is always the start of the major season. And let's be quite honest. There's voodoo in that place. (laughs) 
weird stuff always happens on yes. the last round. Very the last so. nine holes yes. on Sunday. The yeah. back nine on Sunday is legendary for things happening. Yeah. And just to give you a couple of, of little starters to introduce you into that, the notable absentees for this year, Tiger, mm, question mark. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. people are starting to think it's gone from a 0% chance to a small chance. I still don't think Tiger's playing. No. Uh, no. There's a chance he might play the par threes. Yeah. Yes. Which would be an interesting I think it would be a wee bit more song and dance about it, even mm. at this stage. I don't know we're a few weeks off Did yet, but... Oh, we're only, yeah. we're only oh, 11 days. Yeah, sorry. 11 yeah, days away. And by the time I the podcast drops, yeah. we'll, we'll be we more or less sitting on top if, of it. If Tiger was, was going to be there. Did you yep. see the sneaky footage at Medalist Golf Club? Yep, I did. He's, been, the, He's out walking. The cat He's, is out hitting. Yep. The other one is um, Phil is taking time away from the game to become mm-hmm. a better man. Oh really? Might be away quite some time. <laughs> yeah. um, the debate on that will go on. I mean, have they asked him yes. not to turn up? Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, I think so. I, I don't think, think so. there's any doubt yeah, in this yeah, world. Yeah, I, I no, think no. they said, go continue to try and be a better yeah, man. Do yeah. not bring your problems and your circus uh-huh. to our gates. It this would. Year. It yeah. would totally overtake. The, the, the tournament, wouldn't it? It, it would yeah. be the biggest it's story the by Miles, and the and Augusta National do not want that. Not at all. You know, so I don't think there's any chance uh, he's going there. And um, but here are the other notables as well: Martin Keimer, who was at one point world number one mm-hmm. a while ago, um, is now 151st <clears> in the world. <throat> no way. Martin Keimer's yeah. ranked at 151. Ricky Fowler won't be there. He's now out and ranked at 132. Highest ranking four. Mm-hmm. Jason Day is not there. Previously world number one. Now ranked at 102. And not unsurprisingly, Des, our old mucker, Hangel Cabrera, isn't oh. making it because apparently oh. they don't do four-day release schemes. Um, oh, dear. Yes. But, <laughs> but, but anyway. The duck. The duck is not <laughs> going to be swimming at... Uh, <laughs> but I, I, then, I then looked at my picks for 2022. Mm-hmm. And, many, and I'm sure you. How many have you got? Well, I've, I've reasons for several, as I'm sure each uh, of you have. Yeah. So, again, I think what we'll do is we'll have a little bit of a general debate about where we think it's going to go. And then let's see if we actually can. Okay. We'll put, start, start put us our, off. Put our names up. Okay. Shane Laurie. Yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me why not. Great Absolutely. Shot. Tell me why not. He's probably playing the best golf. Uh, of his life uh, and I'm talking about the last three months Yeah, he really is in contention for so many of them I agree with you there yep and, and let's be perfectly clear having a sharp a short game that he has is yep. hugely advantageous around Augusta which is which is why when I went down the, the, the list today and, and spent some time looking at it and trying to narrow it down I went if Shane Laurie was going to win a major on top of the one he's already yes, won. I'm yeah. say that. Yeah. Okay. Do you not remember? <laughs> no, but in America. Yeah. If yeah, he's going yeah. to win a major in America, <clears throat> yeah. this is the sort of place yeah, he should do yeah, it. Absolutely. Because of it, it's going to require the short game skills. Yeah. Plus, it's rarely a course where the score gets away. You know, you're not going to have to be minus 20 very often to win the Masters. Uh, yeah. I think Dustin Johnson, when he won the Masters in November, and it was much softer and et cetera, it was a higher score than normal. Yeah. But I mean, normally, if you can get to eight under, yeah. you know, you're, and, you're actually, yeah. you're in contention. And he's got, a good, he's got a good caddy uh, from our glass. Um, uh, and could I just say, at least this 
breaking news to you now, boys. Oh. At our Hourglass AGM last Friday, we made four honorary members. One of them being Shane Laurie, the other being Brian Martin, and also Podrick Harrington and Leonie Maguire. Oh, superb. <laughs> well, it would be nice if we could interview one of them well, at some you point. Never know. <laughs> you never know. I don't know yeah. if you could pull a few yeah. sw- strings well, and here, get us down there. Mike, come on, Mike. What about uh, the Masters? Who's your... Uh... So this pick, purely from the heart, is Rory. Oh. <laughs> um, he, he has it. He's new to this podcast, isn't he? I, I don't know. I, I, I can't think that he has enough disappointment in his life that he keeps yeah. wanting to get more. I just <laughs> want to see him round out the, so the Grand Slam. And I know that, look, I've, I've actually, I've, I've written down heart and then head. Uh, we'll, we'll come on to that one, but heart yeah. is Rory. I would love, I would just love to see him round out the Grand Slam. I think when we were starting this podcast, Martin, we were mentioning Rory with 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 enthusiasm and vigor. Now, when you mentioned Rory, there there was a couple of <sighs> yeah. It's only yeah. because we all want him to do so well, and then yeah. every so often, and 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 you, after day two or even three, you're thinking, yes, go Rory, go yeah. Rory. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's even recently this year you know we're watching in excitement as he's going round in dubai and you know make Mm-mm. a birdie you went out right make a par you're in the playoff yes. and you flare it right yeah. and make a bogey and you don't even make the playoff and yeah. and you just go you know we, why yeah. why not do your best to actually i know you were trying to win you know, there was mud in the ball. Anyway, we're yeah, back at the I know, uh, I know. Let's okay. not do it. Let's well, not look, do it. I'll take it up then now, and I'm going to mention someone here who I remember we discussed this last year, and we immediately discounted this guy mm. because of the way he was playing. And I now think he has a good shot at the Masters this year. And that young buck is a wee boy called Bryson. And I'm only saying that, and we totally discounted him last year because of the way his game had gone and the muscles on the 400-yard drives, et cetera, et cetera. I do think he has tempered his game uh, a little. And and I think whether he's got a new coach or whatever or whether it is his doctor has told him to just ease down to 85, 90%. But I think Bryson has got the game now if he keeps at that sort of pace to possibly have a crack at the Masters. So I'll put that out there. That's yeah. my shout. I don't think in the entire history of the podcast I have ever disagreed with you more <laughs> than that particular yeah. statement. And part of the joy no, of doing this podcast no. is yeah. mates arguing over what they think. Yeah. But I think by I'm, I'm I remember that night I went up crying. Well, I, I, I'd like to apologise again for that. Bryson isn't ready to win. Bryson isn't going to, he might string a round in, yeah. he might string two, but he's not going to string four rounds together and contend. I don't think his body's ready for it. I don't think he's got enough golf under his belt. He is, he's definitely been injured. Yeah. Uh, how badly that, how bad that injury has been is, is unknown uh, in real terms, but he's not playing any, he's not bringing any form into this yeah. right now. Yeah. I, I just don't, I just don't see it. Let's and see. and let's be honest, Augusta, mm-hmm. Augusta hates people. I mean that oh, course, that does, course. Yes. yes, yes. You make half a mistake, you're yeah. dead. But he's always that one, isn't it? Beware the injured golfer. Mm. We all remember yes, Park Harrington yes. on his back to back Open Championship win, and it was uh, two thousand two thousand and eight was yep. the second one. Yes, yeah, and uh, he was fifty fifty as to whether or not he was playing that week. 
shapes, right? So mm-hmm. you yes, just you never correct, know. Correct. You we'll never see. know. We'll see. Gentlemen, I'm going to do something I never do. Oh no. On air, I'm going to say I will buy you both a beer of your choice three in sheeps. the event that Bryson wins. If I oh. if I asked for three sheeps, would you actually fly me <laughs> over to Sheboygan? Do you know, I'm almost tempted to say yes. yes. Go but, say yes. But, but, but just in case, because again, there's voodoo in that place. And yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. So, I mean, look, I'll tell you who is actually got a far better chance of winning well, it. I think I, I know who he's going to say. Yes. Hold on, hold on. Well, look, look. Is it, have you got it? it, it, it uh, Cameron Smith? No, no. No. Cameron Smith. It's a good shot. No. Uh, Cameron no. Smith has just proved at the Players' Championship. That One off. he can chip and put no 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 no. He, don't forget he and Sunjay Im was it Im was it Im it was him. Yeah. Anyway, um, both they both ran Dustin hard on the thing, and uh, you know he's got some form around Augusta. He has just shown us. The most spectacular short game. Yeah. I mean, he hit less than fifty percent of the fairways in the Players yeah, Championship, yeah. and uh, yeah. on the Cr- 101, 101 putts for the week yeah. and ten putts on the back nine uh, on crazy the final stats. day. Yep. Crazy stats. There's a kid who can play. There's a kid who can scramble. He's coming off uh, good form. If you offered me Bryson DeChambeau at a thousand to one. Or Cam Smith at ten to one. Oh, I'd take Cam Smith. What's yeah. this space? That's a good shot. Well, of course, I will go back to a few podcasts ago where we did uh, put our predictions for the majors, and of course, I did say that John Ram and Victor Hovland were are, yeah. are going to win at least one of the majors this yeah. year. Yeah. I, I, I can't discount that. I have them on my list with simply the the thing beside them because on any given day, yeah, yeah. Well, I've yeah. got John Ram as um, my head is telling me John Ram, and I tell you the the other reason why he's going to have to. Put He's going to have to putt, but a, a very good friend of mine lent me um, a couple of, of uh, master's books there over the over the last week, um, and there was an interesting... That's quite an assumption when you called him a very good friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. an, well, acquaint- an acquaintance. Yeah, that's better. Um, <laughs> um, but there was, there, there's always there's always this, this statement, and we listened to another podcast actually this week, uh, Subpar with Pat Perez. Guys, go and listen to it. He is absolutely top class. Just be aware, people, that if you take our recommendation to listen to Pat Perez on the Subpar podcast, do expect some fairly sporty language yes, along the way. Is. Again, they don't edit the way we do. I must, must yeah. listen to that. Oh, it <laughs> is. It's, Des, it is yep. it's an R of the best listening. In fact, Dude. even better, if you get it up on YouTube and watch it, you can actually watch the yeah, thing. Subpar. It is outstanding. Okay. It's brilliant. With Colt Nost and Drew, oh Drew, Andrew, Drew. Andrew. Um, okay. Let's do that. But the the, the bet, what he was saying, and he plays a lot of golf with John Ram. Um, but there's don't always- say it quite the same way he said it, Mike. <laughs> um, but as we all know, there's always been been this sort of suggestion that if you hit a high draw at, at the Masters, um, you know you you are you have a higher probability of of, of winning. Um, and reading back through the history of of the Masters, I read a, a lovely segment about uh, Jimmy Demerit, who was three time winner forty, forty seven, and fifty, and Jimmy Demerit hit. A low bullet fade, um, and this is what um, uh, Pat Perez was saying: "Is look, John Ram on his day, he can turn the ball right to left, he can turn it left to right. This guy is going to win eight to ten majors comfortably. Yeah, okay, so um, John head call. John Ram. 
And what Pat Perez also said was what John Ram has that a lot of the other players don't have is no quit. Yeah. Never going to give up. Always going to fight all the way to the wire. Never believes it's over till it's over. Yeah. And there are quite a lot of other people. You can see them almost, you know, something happens and it's, oh, it's just, no, it's not my day. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is not John Ram. And in fact, if no. you think about his US <laughs> Open win, I mean, he was not winning the US Open. No. Right until right at the end, he was not winning the US yeah. Open. But I think actually the one that nobody's talked about yet, and there there's two that, you know, Justin Thomas, yeah. if, his, if his putting comes on yeah. song, can do it. On my list. And the other one is, uh, I have his Jordan Spieth brackets, just because he's Jordan Spieth. On my list too. And <laughs> somebody else was saying on another podcast that Jordan Spieth has never had a brilliant swing. And, but he is another one who's just an absolute gamer yeah. who yeah. just does not believe that it's over. And he, he pulls off. If you think about it, Jordan Spieth has some of the most spectacular recovery shots you're ever going to see. If you think yeah. about the Ryder Cup last year at 17, the vertical escape where he nearly ended up running into the lake right. after yeah. it. And the year he won the Open right. from miles offline. The one it, more I'm thinking about, Martin, is the 12th at Augusta. Jordan does not have good memories of that par yeah. three. No, a lot of people I think don't. He'll, he'll be coming round to that again this year thinking, oh dear. Now, although Francesco Molinari is actually in the Masters, and I think that comes <coughs> off the back of his open win a number of years ago, mm-hmm. Molinari stood on that 12th tee, put his ball in the water, watched Tiger go past him, and Molinari's game went south at pace Very after correctly. that. And he's now ranked, he's right down the rankings. He's about 131st yeah. in the world now, having been cruising along and certainly top four or five at a point in time. Yeah. So, I mean, the 12th has <coughs> memories. I mean, Fred Couples, it oh, was kind, has. It was yeah. kind yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there are that, that hole is the hole. And that's why it's part of the legend that is Amen Corner. Yeah. And that is where I think mainly the voodoo yeah. hangs out. Do you know, I've it's got, down around that corner. Absolutely. I've got a, I've got a very nice wee story about um, the 12th at Augusta. And a, a very close friend of mine's father managed to, to play Augusta. Um, and he was down at uh, the 12th, as we all know, was referred to as the Golden Bell. So he took his, his phone out, which was on flight mode, and started snapping away like a Japanese tourist um, to, to take everything in. Um, and he felt a, a presence behind him. And it was one of the members that was accompanying them. And he led in and he said, sir, would you mind uh, putting your phone away? Uh, and the individual who shall remain nameless uh, said, it's, it's, it's a phone, yes, but I'm using it as a camera. It's on a flight mode. Um, and the guy in a very, very deep southern drawl said, if it looks like a duck... And it quacks like a duck. <laughs> then, sir, it's a duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually not a bad southern accent. I, I, I think we might good. give him your job of doing all yeah. of the regional oh, accents oh, that we need done. Yeah. Oh, so it's a great yes. story, a super story. Okay, do you have any rank outsiders? Anybody who you think could suddenly appear from nowhere and and do this? I mean, is is his Hideki oh. going to repeat? I, I don't, I don't think so. But what about Lahiri? 
ball striker mm. right up there at TPC. That's just who I was sitting thinking about. Yeah. I hadn't put thought into this, but when you said that, that was the guy I was yeah. sitting thinking of. Just yes. listen to um, the No Laying Up podcast again for a very strong favourite of ours. Um, and they did a, an interview with Lahiri, which I suggest all listeners go and, uh, and listen to. It's a fantastic story. And he was just explaining how his game's come along and what he's yeah. focusing on now, etc., yes. etc. Et so um, I think he's doing all the right things. I think yeah, his showing yeah. at TPC was was phenomenal. So, And I think uh, he, he's got a right attitude now. Yeah. He believes he can win. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that he's actually in the field. I'm, yeah, well, I'm just running that's through. exactly what I was going to ask. I am running through my computer as the boys talk there, and he's not listed at this point okay. in time. Certainly on, not in Golf Digest, unless something has happened very late on. Unless he uh, wins next week, maybe. Yeah, let's hope so. Lahiri is not, is not in there. So there's, there's probably a slim chance then that he might win it. <laughs> I, I think as an outside as an outside call, people if you find him on the betting sheets, I wouldn't put a lot no. on him right now. Yeah. Um but yeah. uh, no, okay, so let's let's get back to it's very simple. You've got to pick one name. Now you can pick the same name as somebody else yep. here. To win it. To win it, yeah. just who's your I'm one st- name? I'm sticking with Bryson. I'm sticking with Bryson. Uh I'm uh I'm wavering. I've got Justin Thomas at three. I'm gonna go Justin Thomas. Uh, young Martin? I actually, I'm going to go Shane Laurie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think there's a little bit of head in that uh, as well as heart. Yeah. Um, I think if I was going all heart, I'd probably pick Rory. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and I mean, I, I have to own up on a previous podcast. I, I predicted he'd miss the cut and he did. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I, I don't want to, uh, to ruin his chances oh, again. again. Oh, but anyway, oh, okay. Other stuff is going on. <laughs> Other stuff is going on in the world of golf at the moment. Um, but most notably, last week, uh, Live Golf, which apparently is not the SGL, no, so apparently not, but uh, really is the SGL. You know, they've actually put out the application process to be an invitational player. Mm-hmm. And actually, something else. I was talking to somebody else about this, and they said Greg Norman states that they have put out 250 emails asking people, do they want to kind of participate? Yeah. And now they've opened this application process. So let's say you apply and Greg eventually just goes, thank you very much for applying, but there's no place for you. How does this play out? There's no earn your way in. And as we said before, if you win an L live golf event and you know, Suddenly, the next few weeks, everybody else goes, oh, flip, there's a load of money in that. We'll all sign up for it. Do they go, yeah, you're not really very interesting. You're dropping uh-huh. yeah. Um But, <clears throat> Mike, you went through the application process because yes. you're trying to get to scratch. You yeah. thought maybe um, just to see what happens. How was the application process? Well, I suppose... And by the way, you're not the only one. I noticed on Twitter there were hundreds there of people hundreds. trying to do it. <laughs> the, the, what, what Greg Norman really needed last week um, or over the last number of weeks was a seamless transition to this application stage whereby he sent it out to the, the 250 email recipients that he intended it to go to. Yeah, where did they buy the email list? Apparently they got it off somebody's Christmas card email list. <laughs> so this, the application, uh, or sorry, the invitation to apply went uh, went high and wide um, and it was shared on Twitter. So I, I thought, well, do you know what? 
out of out of chance, I'll I'll take the the web page and I'll pop it into the, my desktop and I'll see what happens. And lo and behold, I started to go into the application process uh, to apply for Live Golf, and I got to a certain. Do you stage. need a caddy, by the way? I can get you a good caddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, I know one. It would take a small percentage yeah. of your big winnings, but yep. anyway. But we 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 had, uh, and I, I took a few screen grabs and, and shared it with uh, with uh, the, the the gents in the, in the studio here. Uh, I got to a stage where I couldn't get any further, which when or was whenever they asked for my PGA number. Um, uh, okay. I sent you a number, but apparently that didn't work. No, no, no. My, no, my no, RPT no. number didn't work. <laughs> but no, interesting. Um, so another shambles. Um, I think the the big thing for me there was the password which uh, I think I'd sort of sent to you, Martin, which was to say it was, it was pretty base. Oh, it was unbelievable. Was Albatross with the two S's replaced, Albatross 54 with the two S's replaced with two dollar signs. Oh. Isn't that quality? Tacky, yeah. tacky, Growing the game does. Growing, Growing the game, Growing of course the game. it is. Of course Growing it is. Can I, can I just say, when you mentioned the caddy in there, I was caddying last Friday at our glass. For huh? a group of Americans? For a eight uh, Californian pros. Oh, God. and that—that that was what the twenty fifth of March or something. We we never get we we don't, we we wait to May before they start coming. But mm-hmm. this is uh, a, a very that was very a exciting. glorious day, fabulous day. And they arrived in Dublin on the Wednesday. They came up and played RCD on the Thursday, which was a fabulous day. But Friday was even more fabulous, and they absolutely adored our glasses. I'm sure you do. One little funny quip I'll say to you is that. <clears throat> The one I was carrying for, a nice guy, and I sort of said... Were you actually carrying the bag on this occasion? Uh, uh, No, I wasn't. I was allowed to do a trolley. Legendary McGribbs doesn't carry bags, Martin. Um, (laughs) But one of the guys had sort of said, well, he's not actually... They were all pros, but they they were actually quite witty, and he was saying, well, he's actually a farmer, you know, obviously he was a farmer before he turned pro. Yeah. To which I said, oh, well, do you know why farmmen have bigger balls than policemen? And he looked at me, and I said, because they sell more tickets. And he still looked at me and went, no, is that my caddy? <laughs> but, but they absolutely adored our glass. And they're pros bringing players to yeah. Ireland next year. That's okay. what they do, you know. So he sort of says, they we're coming to our glass and next year. And, they, they yep. Come. Yep. and I'm not surprised they come to our glass. I mean, the amount of marketing that goes on our glasses now, yep. it, certainly following on Twitter, is is incredibly mm. well served by whoever's doing its social media. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. congrats to Paul Vaughan, the pro Absolutely. down there, he who is certainly off. doing so much stuff. He's our director um, of golf. And he's just, he's just back from America a few weeks ago and he's pumping away and but the other people we also have to thank about our glass is uh, Rich Beam and, and Andrew Coulthard. Every so often they mention it on TV. And, they do. They yeah. talk about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, again, I know Paul is a regular listener to the yes. podcast. But, I mean, the marketing, the photographs he puts out yeah. and yeah. everything. Yeah. Our glass just consistently yes. looks stunning. And even the responses he always gets, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, but uh, it's nice to see the We're Americans back and you back out caddying yeah. again. Um, I am delighted to see that you you still have stuck to your principles and you'll insist on taking a trolley when you, <laughs> oh, when you caddy for people. <laughs> you know, but uh, okay, just moving on past that. And by the way, I'm assuming Mike, you you eventually didn't get selected for Live Golf. Unfortunately not, but do you know, with the way things are all all going for poor Greg, it wouldn't surprise me if I get a late call up. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but you're going to have to look your kids in the eyes and say, 
I sold my principles yeah, for a couple of dollar signs. But there's your trust fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll bring, you'll bring back good stories. Absolutely. Yeah. You would, from a golf course that we've never even heard of. Okay, a couple of other little golfing tidbits um, just to finish out tonight's uh, pod. Stephen Ames, who you probably don't really remember uh, as a golfer, yeah. but in 2006... He was playing Tiger Woods in the first round of the Accenture World Match Play, which oh, is what precedes the yeah. WGC uh, oh. in Austin. And he was asked what he thought his chances were playing against Tiger. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, anything can happen, especially where he's hitting the ball. Uh, oh. Indicated that Tiger maybe wasn't being that accurate. In 2006? Yeah. Tiger wins the next day, 9-8. and eight. <laughs> he beats him nine and eight, and when asked for a comment afterwards, all he said was, "I think he understands now." Oh. <laughs> I so want yes. Tiger back on the golf course. I know, yeah, and I know yeah. there's almost no chance that it's going to be uh. for the Masters. But I am telling you now, we've been predicting this for a while, and by the way, we're not alone in this. But I mean, we've been from fairly early doors. If Tiger plays a major this year. It'll be St. Andrews. Absolutely. Uh-huh. And if he plays at St. Andrews, it doesn't matter whether he wins yeah. or doesn't make the cuts. If Tiger Woods tees yeah. it up at St. Andrews, the place will go until yeah. 150th anniversary. Yep. You know. Be superb. So, gentlemen, as we finish up episode 50, have you any last minute thoughts? Mike, you're the newest member of the mm-hmm. team. For some reason, you have signed up to this weird and wonderful golfing life that we've created online. Yeah. Anything you have for us? The the only thing I was going to add um, as an outside choice uh, for the, the Masters is a, an individual that probably an awful lot of people probably haven't heard of. Um, he has played in it before, but he can't win it. And he is a, a social media sensation. His name is Jeff Knox. Jeff Knox is an Augusta member. He holds the course record at 61. And he has beaten our beloved Rory on a Saturday afternoon at Augusta, uh, oh. shooting two under. So he's over the, over the last number of years, he's, he's come to an awful lot of notoriety. And anytime he's out in the course, there's a number of, of guys I follow on Twitter who are on course correspondence who do his card uh, and, ex- and explain what he's doing. But Kevin Kistner, uh, Justin Thomas, Rory have all said they have never seen anybody like it on the greens at Augusta. So, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, keep an eye out for Jeff Knox at the weekend uh, at the, the Masters if there's a, a, an uneven cut. Mm. So if there's an uneven cut, he is the one they send out to play alongside. Correct. Because unlike certain other golf courses they don't want somebody doing the how fast can you get round exactly. knock it round uh, mm. when there's an uneven cut and they have somebody sprinting and that would be very undignified you're not allowed yeah. to run at Augusta that's right yeah. very much so so keep an that, eye out for Jeff that's Knox a, that's a great mm, little story that is a great story and Des, you've been with me for nearly all of the podcasts. Obviously, you had a little spell out injured. Well, yes, yes, uh, yes. You know. I'm just so glad, Martin, that we have hit 50. I didn't think we'd get anywhere near it. And I thought to myself, well, how many tours have we done? Well, we might be able to do 15 or 20. 
uh, episodes, but uh, 50 is quite a milestone. And something tells me, Martin, we're not going to be uh, short of anything to talk about in the next uh, 6 to 12 months. So. I don't think so. I think there's an awful lot happening. Yeah. The, and I mean, in, in I am maybe one of the few people that is going to say thank you, Greg Norman, <laughs> yeah. for giving yeah. us more talking points than you can yeah. shake a stick at. Now, I don't think... And I've said, by the way, and I'll, I'll put out on the airwaves, if either Greg Norman or Phil Mickelson wants to come on a podcast, we will happily, we will not edit, we will leave everything <laughs> they say in, Absolutely. and we will give you free reign to say and even well, criticise our opinions on things. But I do think those two individuals yes. have done more in the last year mm-hmm. to uh, make podcasters life easier yeah, very much because so. you've given us so much material well do i like what they're doing no if you do get, i like how they're doing it no but is it interesting unfortunately i have to say yes very much so. well i gotta say if you can get greg uh, on uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put our photo up on the mantelpiece okay well again that, <laughs> that that would be nice. <laughs> By the way, I did notice today, and it was quite entertaining because uh, young Mike sent me a photograph earlier today of a our home club. Uh, uh, sorry, your home club. Our home, uh, mine uh, and Mike's. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a Greg Norman shirt with our club logo on it. Oh, dear. And uh, as I pointed out to him, I didn't think it was going to be of much concern to us because it was a medium. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah. Mike, Mike said to speak for yourself, as he would, uh, because he, he's young uh, and course, he's young. But as I pointed out, Des, just pulling a tight shirt on doesn't make it a muscle fit shirt. No, correct. It just correct. doesn't. It just doesn't. <laughs> But listen, listeners, thank you very much indeed for sticking with us for, as I say, tonight's episode and more importantly, the other episodes. Please feel free to interact with us on Twitter. We'd love to hear some of your comments, questions, anything you want to raise uh, with the podcast. But um, realistically, did we expect to get to 50 episodes? Probably not when the idea was originally floated. Bizarrely, it has seemed actually quite quick to get here and may not have felt it certainly for the listeners but hopefully we can keep doing this for a while yet because as i've said before we do this for fun we don't have any adverts we don't have any support other than the fact that the the listeners seem to quite like what we do so uh, on behalf of in the footsteps of giants 50 episodes in my name is still martin no my name's still des my name's still young mike and uh well we'll welcome you back very, very soon. If you've enjoyed this episode of In the Footsteps of Giants, please hit the subscribe button from wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you'd like to leave us a good review, that would be most helpful as well. And... If you'd like to interact with the podcast, please use our Twitter feed, which is at itfog underslash podcast, and we'll happily deal with any queries or suggestions that you might uh, like to give us for future episodes. <laughs>